0: Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by WealthBuildingMadeSimple.us. Today, Philip begins a weekly Wednesday series titled Stress in Entrepreneurship. Philip Washington, Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip.
1: We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And today, we are talking about stress in entrepreneurship. Uh, brought to you by Stonehill Wealth Management and WealthBuilding.us. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get my website correct. It's WealthBuildingMadeSimple.us, uh, home of my newsletter. Actually, side note: I wrote some good things about my new in my newsletter this last few weeks. It was writing is very therapeutic, and so I wrote out some topics and explanations around just investing in technology, making investing super simple. That I think will help a lot of people. Uh, I can so see this turning into like a real book, because this is better than the books that I wrote before, wealth building or retirement investing one on one. But anyway, let's get into stress and entrepreneurship because that's a that's a big thing. Uh, uh, we're going to cover different different topics, cover as many as we can in this in this twenty thirty minute episode. Um, and so the first one is going to be uh, financial: how to deal with financial uncertainty and cash flow issues. Right. So. <clears throat> The cool part about entrepreneurship is the fact that there is financial uncertainty and cash flow issues. And you might be thinking, I don't understand what you just said, right? The reason why it's cool is because it is a uh, something that not everybody's willing to do. So let's go back for a second. In order to build wealth, right, and let's talk relative wealth, not just mumbo jumbo you know, wealth of feeling good, right? That's important. That's the that's the beginning point of of of, of you know of building wealth. You got to feel good about money. But if you want to build like physical, actual wealth in the relative world that we live in, um, <clears throat> then uh, you got to operate by the rules of, the rules of supply and demand, right? And supply and demand says that if you can supply the market something that that people want, and you're one of the limited components that are supplying it. Uh, then as the market comes to you, you, you make a lot of money. And so entrepreneurship is, is uh, very financially uncertain because if you're an entrepreneur, you're basically a, a problem solver, right? So you look out in the world and you go, okay, uh, and I use the word I use the word generation because it's it's not like a I don't think of it in terms of age really I think of it in terms of like a mindset, and so you have a previous generation that said, "Hey, these are the problems that I have, right? This is this is what I want to solve, um, or this is what just annoys me." And let's let's take example um, uh, high energy cost and um, and the planet uh, becoming. Uh, polluted because of uh, oil, oil and gas. So you take an entrepreneur like Elon Musk and he comes in and says, hey, I have a solution for solving that problem, right? Because he's solving a problem that doesn't have a current answer, right? There's a lot of uncertainty, right? And so there's financial uncertainty because he invested a lot of money ahead of the market, a lot of money time ahead of ahead of the market even understanding the problem and, and really like, spending money to buy the car so it took him man probably a decade right before the world woke up and realized oh like evs are a real thing right they're a real thing today but like that just became a thing like in the last couple of years right and so but because he invested and dealt with a lot of financial uncertainty and tesla had tons of cash flow issues early on i mean tons i mean they lost money for you know a a good chunk of the last decade (laughs) And so, um, so that was that was part of it. But the reason why Elon Musk is worth a gazillion dollars, right, is because he leaned into financial uncertainty, managed through the fact cash flow issues, and made it. But on the cash flow issue part, let's think let's think practically, right? So I want to think of a practical business because not everybody's building um, Tesla. A, a lot of times, when entrepreneurs um, start a business, they and, and they, I mean, like we. We are solving the problem, but we uh, limit our creative ability to um, to fix it. Meaning, like we take on more stress and expenses than what we have to take. Uh, I use a very specific example. Um, There, uh, let me backtrack. Uh, Let me let me use any example. There are certain assumptions that we carry. with our minds about how things have to be because of external pressures, and so that causes us to take on expenses that we don't need to take on, that um, cause us stress and create cash flow issues. Um, and so, in the example, let's say you let's say you start a business today, uh, and let's say you start a, you know, let's say a wealth management business, right? Typically, people. And by the way, like this is my story, right? So typically, people say, "Oh, you have to set up a wealth management business where you have to have a physical office for people to come to, uh, because like if the, if 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 you don't, then they won't trust you, right? That's that's an assumption, right? Something I had to work through mentally, and I go, and I went, um, maybe, but. People tend to act in accordance with your expectations, right, which has been the story of of my life as well. So how about not, right? Because having that fixed office space, especially in DFW, you know, is going to be expensive. And then most of the time, everybody's not going to come to you uh, because it's such a big, vast place. And so how about I just have a place to have my mail go to and then I, you know, invest in Zoom. This is, this is pre-COVID. Invest in Zoom so I could do a lot of stuff virtually, and then if I need to meet somebody because of their uh, uh, preferences, and and I was cool with it for whatever reason, then we can just like meet at a Starbucks close to them or or at their office, right? So that was something that you know, not having uh, a big office space rent early on saved me a ton of money, right? And then COVID happened, and then everybody built into their expectations and it became very easy to just like maintain not having an office and do almost everything virtually. So a lot the point is cash flow issues are really just cash flow issues are a function of taking on expenses that are not really necessary but that you um believe are necessary because of the external pressures of the world. Like I would I would reverse it. I would say I got a journaling thing that I do uh I, you know, I love doing X, right? It feels good to do X and then build your business from that standpoint and only do things in your business that makes you feel good. And that's going to lead you to not, uh, you know, it doesn't feel good to take on expenses that you can't pay for, right? So you'll, you will, when your cash flow is limited, only take on expenses that are like a must have to make money and that can help you bring back money and that helps you be profitable faster and cuz you don't you don't have to have cash flow issues in business. Um let's go to the second one, market volatility <clears throat> and competition. Uh so this is dealing with market volatility and competition. Let's explain what market volatility is. Market volatility is similar to me as a uncertainty. Um so volatility yeah, volatility and, and uncertainty are synonymous to me. It's the it's the ups and downs uh uh in and waves of of cash flow and interest, right? And I just in my mind, I I I register market volatility as like dollars, right? Money. Right. Anytime there's market volatility, in my mind, there's money because it keeps the emotionally unintelligent out. Right? Emotional intelligence is the ability to deal with uncertainty deal with market volatility and remain positive right or said a different way it allows you to focus on the positive aspects of a maturing uh, economic idea uh, and ignore the uh, immature aspects or the aspects that are that are still maturing and and so that is that takes focus that takes a high level of emotional intelligence uh, because it's very easy to be a pessimist right just naturally everybody wants to focus on the negative, right? That's, I mean, the news industry is a multi-billion dollar industry uh, built around serving the lowest common denominator for, for, for the human mind, which is like negativity, right? It's easy to sell negativity. But the the profits come in the ability to focus on the positive aspects and uh, see more and more of them as the idea matures. Now, competition, that that's a word that I just I don't I don't really believe in anymore. Right? Meaning, like, um, you know, there there was a point in time not too long ago that I was a highly competitive person, uh, and and it's still in me because you can't just completely erase it. But but evolution is the cousin. Evo, evo, evolution is the next step in evolution of competition. Meaning, um, as we evolve as as a human species we compete less and we evolve more because it's a, it's a similar energy. So competition is I look at something else and I benchmark myself relative to something else. That's what competition is. Uh, it's, it's, hey, I'm building this product and this company over here has a similar product. And so I have to beat them. Right. And that puts you in a mindset of. Just not in a healthy mindset, from my perspective. I I give an example of like uh, the documentary I'm doing about mental health. There was a part where uh, my my producer asked me because uh, we were shooting a scene and 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 uh, it was you know I was doing pads and and doing um, some clinch work and whatever with my with my trainer, and he said, "Hey man," I, he said, "I bet you know the meditation and yoga helps balance out that aggressive competitive." energy that you that you have to have in fighting and I was like sort of but I was like I was sort of weird I was like um when I got ready to fight somebody uh they would ask me if I wanted to see video on the person because I had I had fights they would ask me if if I wanted to see video of the person or if I wanted to uh get information about the person so I can train properly and I told them I don't like I'll just find out who I'm fighting at the event and they thought I was crazy um but the reason why I did that was because if I if I built an idea of the person from observing them which is a competitive mindset I, it one or two things would happen right that i um i would either become overconfident <laughs> or i would become intimidated based on what i saw uh, and then I have to like work through that emotionally, and so that was just extra work. So I just went, nah. Let me just evolve my game. Like, let me focus my six weeks or eight weeks of training of evolving my game. And then when I and then when I get in the ring, right, the most evolved game wins. But I'm not competing against the other person. I'm just uh, evolving my game to be the best version of myself. And if I can be the best version of myself that I met through training camp. Then if I win or lose, it doesn't really matter because my my goal in the fight was just to improve, right? And and the person I was fighting against <clears throat> was just more of a more of a cooperative component or like a because um, measures not a good word, but it was just a cooperative component to allow me to to, to test my skills and see how I evolve. But the but the person was sort of irrelevant, you know what I mean? Like. Like, or their game plan, right? I ha, You know, I, I had to have somebody to be in the ring against to see if my evolution had actually evolved. Um, but I was not really competing with the person. And so from a mental standpoint, it helped me be more relaxed. It helped me um, play my game. And, it, and since the other person was competing against me, they ended up playing my game for the rounds, which made them end up losing. Um, so it ended up being a, it, for those who are competitive, it ended up being maybe more competitive, but that was not like the the end result. The end result was for me to just evolve my game, right? And I'm always trying to evolve my game. Same thing in business, right? In business, um, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't love the idea of competing with other people that are doing what I'm doing because we all have our own lane. Like, it, and this is just really what what I've grown to believe is. We all have a unique gift to provide humanity in our own lane, and um, and the mo- closer we operate to that unique gift, right, the easier our wealth building path is because path is because we're not trying to be something that we're not, right? We're unique to who we are, and on that path, is all the money that we'll ever really need, and um, you know, and those who compete, uh, like do you. But it adds, like, it leads to unnecessary stress, right? It leads to copycat. It leads to cutthroat, all that kind of stuff. It leads to all the negative associations that people have with capitalism. I think of capitalism as an evolutionary energy at the core of it, right? the competition is just the misunderstood uh, perspective of capitalism from my perspective. All righty. Balancing work and personal life with being an entrepreneur. I think this is, this is like, so I've had two experiences personally, uh, being an entrepreneur, two different kind of time periods, if you will. You know, one of them was in a more structured uh, sense where I was a hundred percent commissioned salesperson and the culture was big on competition, big on, um, yeah, big on competition, big on motivation. Um, And, it created like imbalance, right? They did a really good job of like having, giving us life, giving at least those of us who were uh, leaders and would pay for it, you know, life coaches to help us balance out. But the environment was a very competitive environment, <clears throat> and I spoke to that before. Um, so it 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 made it 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 made you fight for balancing work uh, and personal life, but it was possible, right? And they preached it, and it was appreciative, and it and it in that environment helped me birth the idea for this next entrepreneur venture where I was like, listen, um, I'm, I'm not going to build a business. I'm not going to have a business and then try and integrate balancing work and life into my business. Like, I'm just going to make, I'm just going to make a business that fits my lifestyle. Right. I'm going to like my, my primary focus is not revenue. My prime, the primary thing I think about, when I make decisions about the business is not how much money it's going to make. Right. And that sounds weird. Um, my primary decision is how's it going to make me feel right. And and since the core thing of my feeling is like balance and having time for my personal life. Right. Because I thought about it. I was like, Hey, we're doing all these things financially to have a good quality of life. And so, so th- and you know, and so we like do the rat race, and we do all these things, and we work all these hard hours, and 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 with the hope of one day having the time to breathe and and have work life balance. I was like, what if we just like reverse it? What if I just say, uh, no, I want work life balance, and all of my decisions that I make uh, that where I can make money are going to integrate into that, right? And so it, so initially it may. It, it caused me to do things that would uh, have me make money slower, right? For example, like like not selling commission-based products, right? Those are super profitable to sell, you know what I mean? Um, but I wanted to build a business that, that I felt good about, and I wanted to build a business that the market was coming to, and once they understood what I understood, and I wanted to build a business that w- – you know uh, that would allow me to align with my clients, which means they would stay longer. So it just meant that you know, in a fee-only business, it's a it's a long-term value proposition. But when you do it right, you deliver properly, your clients stay with you, and so even though you make money slower, the money's the money stays right, and it's like compound interest, right? You work, um, y- you make less upfront, but you work less and less for the money, you know, over time. So that was like, uh, you know, like one of the ideas that I built into. Work work life balance to where now. Um, uh, the, well, the second aspect was then building, you know, building content. Uh, you know, a, a lot of my buddies would say, "Hey, um, you know, uh, you should come golf. You should do this golf event. You should come to this network and happy hour and all that kind of stuff." And and that's cool. Like I don't I don't knock like that. But again, one of my questions is, how do I feel about it? And if it's something that's outside of Balance meaning I want to take my kids to school and I want to pick them up. I want to be there in the evening for homework and to spend some quality time and watch their little shows so I can be in their world. <clears throat> um, like I, I, I wanted to have time to do things that I didn't have time to be able to do. And so um, that required me to like uh, build relationships differently for business, which led me to creating content. Right. <clears throat> led me to build relationships with uh, different people that were um uh, just in a natural walk of life with me, like other dads from schools or whatever, um, you know, people that Kelly and I meet out on uh, date night when we're having fun. Um, and it just happened like naturally. But I'm saying it to say, I I integrated meeting people into my lifetime, I, into my lifestyle. I created content to attract uh, customers. And that is actually like fun to me. Doing this is fun, right? Putting this out there. Have it sent out to the world, providing good information. And people looking me up, searching me up, realizing I know what I'm talking about when it comes to investing, right? And then calling me up, scheduling the time, and then we invest the money, right? That's amazing, right? That's a that's a dream of how to get a client because there's no selling, right? It's I don't need to prove what I know, right? If you want, they find out by listening to my stuff, right? That's no justification necessary. The conversation is just, am I likable and uh, and uh, am I willing to also? I'm looking at or it's a mutual. Are we likable? Right? Do I like them? Do they like me? And if it's a mutually likable situation, I know I can help them. And so, like we work together, right? But but the 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 the, the balance that I have in my personal life and my uh, in my work life is I sort of I, I sometimes feel like I'm already in retirement, right? Meaning like. I wake up and do what I wanna do. And 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 I'm, you know, and I still have a long time till natu- till retirement age. And so if there's a project that comes that takes me out of my balance, I just I don't do it. Right? Even though even though it might make me a lot more money faster, I don't do it because money's not my primary driver, right? I know the money's gonna come, right? It's it's coming more and more, right? Uh and, and so I don't need to get out of balance to go chase the money. The money is going to chase money is going to follow what I'm doing. And so I'm saying to say, when you build your when you build your business, uh, who, who is that? Stephen Covey. Think with the end in mind. Right. Like understand how you want to feel at the end and then make sure every decision that you make today feels like that. And then that'll that'll make work life balance super easy. A lot, of, a lot, you know. I notice a lot of entrepreneurs are chasing things, you know, for the money. Like, so, and, and some people may say, "Well, I have to do this. I I have to do this because right." It doesn't matter what the because is. I go and say, "There there ain't shit you got to do." You know what I mean? Like, like okay, maybe you got this mortgage, right? Or maybe you got this thing, but you don't have to have the mortgage. <laughs> you don't have to drive this car, right? Um, th- the, 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 there are things that you can do in your life. Like Steve says, you don't have to have all, you can go sell all this stuff in your house and make a lot of money, you know, putting it on eBay or Facebook marketplace, you know? So, um, it's just a matter of saying, all right, uh, um, let me remove all these external pressures that I feel like I have to have and prioritize peace. Cause when you prioritize, when you prioritize peace, you stay in peace, right? When you prioritize money, right? The money may not come with the peace. And if you, and if you, and, and let me reverse and, and, and hit this point because it, it's, it's been a weird thing lately happening where I'm, I'm interacting with people that are making million, you know, you know, millions of dollars a year, right? In their business. I mean, like, I'm not talking about low millions. I'm talking about upper millions, right? High, high millions, right? Um, and, and they are gravitating to me, does not making nearly the amount of money they're making, but because of my peace and because they're very stressed about the way they built their business. You know, they, 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 they went after the money uh, and they were successfully going after the money, but they didn't bring peace with them. And so, so now they got all, they got all this money, you know what I mean? and and money amplifies your emotional like the more of what you have it amplifies your emotional state so if you if you're here and you got a little money and you don't have peace and you got a lot of money and you don't have peace like it magnifies that like a peace you know what i mean and it becomes like overwhelming and so if you start with peace and you say no matter what i no matter what dollar i add i'm going to i'm going to maintain this peace right then it's a compounding effect right then Every incremental dollar brings more and more peace, right? Because <clears throat> because as your dollar grows, the peace grows, right? And but the dollar's not growing the peace, you're growing <laughs> you're growing the dollars by growing the peace. And it sounds super you know, weird and heady, but I'm just saying you you have to just test the idea. You 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 once you understand that you don't have to chase I'm saying it a different way. I had a uh I had a I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was a, because uh, um, I had a you know I had a best friend who had an older brother, and he gave us a lot of game in high school, and then I had like older fraternity brothers that helped me out, but <clears throat> and then I had a Bible study group of men that poured into me. So I don't remember who said this, right? But I was going through some sort of heartbreak. <laughs> uh, somebody, some, some, somebody broke my heart, <clears throat> and then they said, "Uh, they said, hey, listen, man. Uh, they were like." Here's the way that uh, here's the way that love works, or they're they're talking about women specifically. Here's the way that it works with women. The, the, there's there's no there's I'm trying to say this in a way that is gonna people are gonna understand uh, because uh, I'm just I'm just gonna put it out there, and if and if it if it offends you, you'll mature into it down the road. But they they were basically saying like don't put a lot a whole lot of emphasis on like the person you're with right there's there's not one person that is gonna make or break you when it comes to love right because that comes from the inside they were like they were like if 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 you're the person that um that you that you desire to love you if if you're that person then you'll bring it out of anybody who you're in a relationship with you know what I mean like if 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 you are love and you maintain that state of love, then it sort of really doesn't matter who you're with because because you're gonna attract somebody who feels that way, and then and then you're gonna be the emotional leader in the relationship, and so they and so they can't help but to follow you uh, in that emotional path. So it's 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 saying, you know, um, <laughs> it was a rapper that say uh, he said, uh, uh, women are like buses every time one leaves another one comes men too right ladies men are the same way it's not it's not a it's not a one thing but what i'm saying is a lot of people place way um, too much emphasis on the detail right on the expression and the exp- there's infinite expressions of an idea but the expression is attracted to the emotional state you know so if you get the emotional state right meaning if you prioritize peace, if you prioritize abundance, if you prioritize prosperity, if you prioritize freedom, uh, if you prioritize those emotional things and those are the most important to you, then it gives you a point of vetting the different expressions, right? If this expression doesn't feel like that, move aside. You know, that's a business opportunity. That's a client, right? That's a relationship, right? You prioritize that, then you're going to get what you prioritize. But if you say, (laughs) <laughs> like this is this is no cap like if if somebody said hey philip i'm going golfing with jeff bezos right uh and we're going golfing on a saturday and i want you to come golfing uh with us right um and, and i got the one with the, and it was a saturday where i was planning to hang out with my kids or go do Muay Thai with the with the folks that i like be like i'm not going go without me Right, and I'm a hundred. That's no cap. I wouldn't do it because I don't like golfing, right? <laughs> uh, I really don't like golfing, right? Yeah, and 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 I and I love Muay Thai, and I love my kids, and I and I've trained myself to not chase outside of my feeling, and I just don't want to do it financially. Would that be stupid? Yeah, but if I do it this one time, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it again, and then I become a slave to People to me, Jeff Bezos puts his pants on the same way as me, right? I and and he has his path, and that's his path to a billion. But I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like it may sound super arrogant, to some people. But I don't like, I, I got a different path, so I'm just not. There's no, you know what I'm saying? Like I text him and be like, hey, bro, you want to go grab whiskeys at a different time, and we can do it that way. If he, if it's cool. If he wants to, fine, then we can resonate. But at this stage of my life, I'm really looking to allow people that feel that well, we can connect on a feeling state around mutual points of interest and then we can flow together, right? Because if not, it feels forced. and I'm not, And I'm just not into doing forced things because that adds unnecessary stress. Until next week.
0: Past performance is not indicative of future performance.